The Gospel of John, chapter 11, verses 21 to 26. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Well, good morning and uh, welcome to the Lewa Campus of Christ Community. I'm Tom Nelson, and uh, we are just absolutely delighted you are here this morning. From the very beginning of Christ Community, uh, our mission has uh, encompassed clearly loving our city as we continue to do and increasingly do that. Our mission also touches our country in ways that we never imagined as a church already in our first 30 years. But from the very beginning, we've also had a heart for God's global church and our global mission. And so we have had the great joy of having strategic partners and dear friends that we have aligned with to take the gospel to the world. Uh, we are highly blessed and privileged this morning uh, to have one of our strategic global partners and a very strategic global partner of the Lewa campus here this morning. Uh, David Yegnazar is a friend and David and the Elan ministry, we have been a part of collaborating with them for many years. It is a great privilege for Christ's community to have someone of David's stature here. David is a strategic and remarkable global leader who is touching the globe. And again, a humble apprentice of Jesus and a dear friend. And it's also a delight to have Amir here as well. We've had an amazing weekend as we've opened our eyes again to the world. And I'm very grateful uh, of the outstanding Elam leadership team uh, that is a part of the Lewa Campus of Christ community. So you know who you are and each one of you have done an amazing work as you lead us in this global mission. So this morning, we are highly privileged to have David Yagnazar open God's word to us. David lives in London, uh, has a lovely bride named Louise, and has four awesome children. And before you hear from him, watch this video that sets the stage. May Jesus open our hearts and minds to what he loves and to his world. Let's watch. Training Christians in the Iran region is not easy. But the church must witness. Elam has trained thousands of evangelists in key cities like Antalya. هزاران هزار ایرانی در طی سال به آنتالیا میان یک هفته یا دو هفته در ترکیه هستند و برمیگردند به ایران. 
You're the God of this city. Christians from all over the region come to learn how to share the word of God. کلیسه ها رو میتونید تشویق کنید و تعلیم بدیم، آموزش بدیم که چطور بشارت مستقر سمری داشته باشن. اینطور میتونیم جانهای بیشتری رو در ایران سید کنیم. بعضی مواقع من احساس میکردم که عزیزانی که محجبه هستن خیلی سخت هستش که به سمتشون برم و بخوام پیغام کلام خدا رو باشون در میون بگذارم. ولی تو دوره یاد گرفتم که پیشتاوری نکنم و میتونم با اعتماد به خدا برم و کلاق خدا رو باشون در میون بگذارم من خیلی پخته تر امروز میتونم نسبت به قبل یعنی اون شناختی که ما تو این دو ماه نسبت به عیسی مسیح پیدا کردیم باعث شده که وقتی میریم توی خیابون و صحبت میکنیم با مردم خیلی میتونیم بهتر در مورد عیسی صحبت بکنیم و شهادت بدیم در موردش در نتیجه من الان واقعا با ذوق و شوق میرم برای بشارت من همیشه مشکل داشتم با بشارت دادن و فکر می‌کردم برم بشارت بدم قبول نمی‌کنم برام سخت بود ولی تو این کلاس‌ها تو این دوره از اهمیتش که چقدر مهمه و ما می‌تونیم از روش‌های مختلفی استفاده کنیم برای بشارت دادن believers also learn how god uses their witness to change lives غالبا 90 درصد مردم با روی باز با اشتیاق انگار که در انتظار بودن و این خیلی تشویق کننده تا دلگرم کننده است من تا اونجایی که به اونها اونایی که بودن کلامو دادم خیلیاشون با نرمی پذیرفتن یعنی با محبت اونطوری نبودن که خیلی سفت باشن چند تا افغان دیدم فاطلبانان افغان دیدم وقتی باهاتون صحبت کردم و انجیل رو دادم با روی باز قبول کردن و خیلی خوشحال شدن از اینکه انجیل رو دریافت کرد خیلی خوشحال شدن گفت من خیلی وقت دادم دنبال این انجیل میگردم و فکرشو نمیکردم اینجا بیام انجیل به دستم برس با یه اشیق یه خلبخند خانومه چقدر عزیزم مرسی خیلی روغن خوشحال شد که من اصلا تو شوک بودم که چند لحظه بعدش که چطور اینو با این اشتیاق اینو قبول کردم Today across the Iran region more and more Christians are sharing Jesus courageously تجربه کسب میکنن آموختن یاد گرفتن هر کدوم از اینا به کلیسای خودشون برمیگردن و به دیگران کمک میکنن که چطور بشارت بدن Because of their fruitful work, Elam has printed more than two million New Testaments for evangelism. کلام خداوند که بیسمر نمیمونه، کلام خداوند در بند و در زنجیر نمیمونه، و این دولتی دولت ایران هم نمیتونه مانع از ورود کلام خدا به خونهای مردم بشه. Well, good morning. It is wonderful to be at Christ Community Church and to share with you again about what God is doing in the Iran region and to bring something from the Word of God to you. Uh, we love sharing the Word of God. You can see it on the video and you can see the energy and the excitement with which people share. It's amazing that God has allowed us to train so many people to share God's Word, to give out the New Testament in a country like Iran and in countries near Iran like Turkey, um, you should know that there are thousands of people daily sharing the gospel with people in that part of the world. And you guys have been part of that. As Alan said last year, you helped us with about 5,000 New Testaments. You've helped us in many ways. 
over the past year. So I really hope that today you'll celebrate what God has been able to do together through this partnership. I love this church. I've, uh, I've known you guys for a long time, and uh, I enjoy being here. And I really hope that what I share today will be an encouragement to you in your own faith and your walk with God. Um, we love giving the Word of God out because we believe it's powerful. And through the Word, people meet Jesus. Uh, just so many stories. Just uh, last week, I heard of a, a mullah in Iran. A mullah is one of the Islamic clerics studying in an Islamic seminary in Iran. Receives a New Testament. Grows in his faith. He comes to know the Lord. Grows in his faith. Asks us for five more New Testament, five Bibles and ten New Testaments. And our friend asked him why. He says because I'm witnessing to other mullahs and and Islamic clerics. So this is happening in a powerful way in Iran. So. Um, but one question people often ask is, what is it that they're reading that, they, that grabs their heart? What, why do they just, what, what's happening? Um, they read stories about Jesus that just arrest their heart. And this passage that we read from John chapter 11 is one of my favorites. I'm sure many of you, one of your favorites. Um, but it's a, it's a passage that speaks to so many people. Just look at this. Uh, just remind you of the story a little bit more. Jesus uh, is out of is is uh, in a different town. There was a man called Lazarus in Bethany, where Mary and Martha are. If you look at the beginning of the chapter, um, and uh, the sisters, they knew that Jesus loved them, and so they call out to him and they say they send a message: you're "The one your your friend is is ill. Come and help." And they'd seen him heal many people, and they thought, "Well, okay." He loves us, so he's surely going to come and help us, but he doesn't come. Uh, it doesn't come on time. Some of us have had that experience, right, where <laughs> we know he loves us, but he doesn't come on time, at least on our time. But anyway, the story goes on, and in verse 5, it says, Jesus loved Martha and his sister uh, Mary and Lazarus, and you see throughout this story the the love of Jesus. Isn't it wonderful that it's not just God, but He loves us. You see, He weeps. He's deeply moved. And, uh, you know, people read these stories, and they're thinking, okay, what is this God like? And then you go down, and He goes, in verse 17, Jesus came. He found that Lazarus had been dead for four days, was in the tomb for four days. People had come. You know, this story was over. The Jews had come from Jerusalem to uh, mourn with them, and, and so... It had happened. He died. And Martha comes to Jesus and says, Lord, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know whatever you ask, God will give you. And Jesus said, your brother will rise again. Martha says, I know he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus had spoken about the resurrection in the chapters before. And there's this intellectual uh, understanding that that will happen one day. I Yes, Lord, I believe that that will happen at some point. But then Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he dies, yet shall he live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She says, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God who is coming into the world. And then he goes, uh, then Mary comes and uh, says basically the same thing in verse 32. says, Lord, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died. Jesus sees her weeping. And uh, sees the others weeping. He's deeply moved. And then he says, let's go to the tomb. Where have you laid him? And they go. And Jesus weeps. He's moved again. 
And then he says something crazy. He says, just take the stone away. Everybody's like, no, that's, Martha says it's, it's going to stink. It smells. And Jesus says, did I not tell you that if you believed, you'd see the glory of God? And so they move the stone. And Jesus calls out, Lazarus, come out. And this incredible moment, Lazarus comes out. He's raised from the dead. And Jesus says, unbind him and let him out. Let him go. And as you give these New Testaments to people and they read these, they read these stories. It moves their hearts. One of my friends is a a woman called Asreen. Her and her husband are part of our team. But a long time ago, she was given her first New Testament. Had never read the Bible, never uh, heard about Jesus, never met a Christian until that few days before somebody gave her a New Testament. She sat on a park bench in Turkey. She read this passage. When she came here, she said this. She said, Lord Jesus, I too am dead. I don't know who you are, but can you also raise me to life? There are many people praying similar kinds of prayers, and there may be people in this room who are praying a similar kind of prayer. Maybe you've never met Jesus, and you're thinking, I'd like to ask that question to Jesus. Would you give me life again? I want to tell you he's here to give you life today. Asreen was from a very broken family in Iran, from a city in the northwest of Iran called Sanandaj. She was an Iranian Kurd, and Kurds have always been at odds with the government of Iran. They've been fighting, there have been wars, there have been battles. When she was about four years old, four of her cousins had been killed by the government. The whole community was uh, attacked by the government and people were being killed all the time. She said, as a child, we would go to the cemetery every week to mourn. She says, my childhood playground was the cemetery. Can you imagine what miserable life, how dark it was? She said, we grew up hating with all of our being, with every cell in our bodies, the government of Iran, the Ayatollahs and the, um, the regime that they represented. And everybody wanted to fight against them. Finally, when she was older, she decided that she would go to the mountains of Iraq to be trained as a Kurdish militia fighter to take revenge. And that's when she went to Turkey to say one last goodbye to her mother. She knew it would be her last goodbye. But on the streets of Turkey, somebody gave her that New Testament. And she sat on that park bench and she cried out to Jesus. Can you raise me to life again? That day, Asreen came across one of the most beautiful passages in the scriptures. And it's such an important passage because it's... It shows who we have come to. And it's not just um, a throwaway comment. I am, it's just, it is the central part of who Jesus is. Asherine found a verse that doesn't just give us a theological concept, but it's an invitation to come to Jesus who is the resurrection and the life. What she saw that day is the idea that the resurrection and the life is not just something in the future. It is in Jesus now. He is the resurrection and the life. And there's an invitation to you and to me, to Asreen and to everyone. An invitation 
to an intimate relationship with Jesus who is the resurrection and the life. To believe in him and to live. My friends, if you're here and you haven't believed in him, if you believe in him, you will live. You will experience the resurrection life of Jesus. And that's what Asherin did. Uh, one of the biblical scholars that we, we love is Don Carson. And he says this about this story. Jesus' concern in this story is to divert Martha's focus from an abstract belief that, in the, that, resurrection, that the resurrection will take place at some point. And he wants to point her to a personal, personalized belief in him who alone can provide that life. And so this story is so important. People want eternal life. People want to have life and resurrection. And it's found in Jesus. And when Iranians get this New Testament, they read it. They find Jesus. They find that he does these things. And their hearts begin to race and say, Lord, is it possible that you could do that in my life? And so they pray and they say, Amir Hussein says, it was the words, I am the bread of life. For others, I am the door. I, and Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And they read these words and they say, yes, Lord, if you can do it, I'm here. Forgive me and accept me. And they love Jesus. And they meet him and their lives are changed. And so uh, that's the message today. We serve a living God, a resurrected king, who is not just resurrected. He himself is the resurrection and the life. And we have been invited. I would love you to leave today thinking, I'm not, I w I'm not saying I would love you to leave. I, I, would, I would love you, when you leave, I would love you to have this in your mind. That you have been invited into an intimate relationship with Jesus, who is the resurrection and the life. And when you are in that relationship with him, he really does bring life. So three simple things from this uh, passage. And that the first one is that, that Jesus is the resurrection and the life. He is, not just he gives it, but he himself is, and we're in that relationship with him. And Iranians are finding this in many, many different ways. Sometimes it's through the miracles, and you were just singing this song, Waymaker, Miracle Worker, and we're seeing God do these things in Iran. A young boy, 14 years old, his name is Kasra, is in a car accident. He's basically uh, on death's door. He's in a coma. They don't think he's going to survive. He's been living with his auntie, and his auntie... Um, um, He's been living with his auntie because his mother has been in prison for five years, sentenced to prison for five years. She is a criminal. And so the auntie is called Anahid and the mother is called Mona. So when the boy is dying, Anahid goes to the authorities and says, look, my sister is in prison. Her son is dying. Would you give her temporary leave to come out just to say goodbye to her son? Now, Anahid had become a Christian. And she's in one of our house churches in Iran. In Iran, people can't meet in overground churches. In Turkey, where we do a lot of our work, and you saw the video, we're able to have some overground work. But in Iran, it's all underground. So she's in a house church. She goes to the authorities, and she says, can you let my sister out to see her son? And they say, yes. They give her three days out. She comes in the evening, comes to Anahid's home. The next morning, they're going to go to the hospital. 
But that evening, Anahi tells her sister Mona about Jesus, what he's done in her life. Says she, Jesus is for everyone, gives this beautiful gospel message. And that night, Mona gives her life to Christ. The next day, they pray, they worship, and they, whatever they can do, they do. Next day, they go to the hostel. Mona is sitting there next to her son's bed. He's in a coma. She takes his hand. This new, brand new believer. Look, you don't need to be 20 years in faith to pray to Jesus. One day old takes his hand and really doesn't know what to say. She says, Jesus, can you heal my son? Simple prayer. And the vital signs go crazy on the machines and the nurses start to run in. Long story short, he survives. She goes back to prison. The risen Jesus has met with Kasra, with Mona. She goes back to prison and starts telling prisoners about Jesus. So now in prison, she's led five people to Christ. This has happened in the last uh, uh, month or two. This is something fresh that's going on. And so Iranians are hearing these stories and they're hearing that Jesus is alive. A few years ago, um, our friend Farshid Fatih was in prison, uh, was here. He came here to this church and spoke in this church. But he was in prison for five years. While he was in prison, a very religious person came to him, a political prisoner, came to him, took him aside and said, I, I need to tell you something. Can you pray for me? He said, why? He says, because ours is dead, but I've heard that yours is alive. Ours is dead. I've heard yours is alive. I want you to pray to your God. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. And that's why when people read the New Testament, it's not just that they're reading a different, a better, you know, slightly nicer version of religion. No, they're meeting Jesus Christ, who is the resurrection and the life. And he comes and he gives them uh, and he does what he says he will do. The second thing is uh, from this verse, I love, it says, whoever believes in me, whoever there's no qualification, but just whoever believes. Every single person, doesn't matter what they've done, where they're from, what background, how old, how young, how educated, how uneducated, how hopeless their situation is. Everyone, whoever believes, and we're seeing that in Iran, it's one of the joyful things that we have to see uh, men and women Old and young, <clears throat> an 80-year-old gives his faith and life to Christ one week. A 7-year-old the next week. Um, you have people who are, um, I, I mentioned about the very religious, the mullah. You have people who have been working as um, prostitutes in Iran. You have people, all sorts. Everybody is coming to Christ, all kinds of backgrounds. And God is using them in incredible ways. People that you would never expect. Not just in Iran, but also in neighboring country like Afghanistan, where, where they also speak Farsi. This beautiful story of a man from a city that you would have heard of, um, that was in the news all the time for uh, terrorist activity. He himself was a Taliban warlord. And he had taken property from other people in the community. He was basically like a mafia guy. He asked... He came online one time, asked us for a New Testament. We sent somebody to give him a New Testament. It's a long and a funny story as well, actually. Uh, the guy who was giving it to him thought he was going to be killed and all of this. It was, it was, you can ask me that story later. But he gets this New Testament. He reads it. He comes to faith. Our friend starts discipling him. 
And then a few months later, he reads the story of Zacchaeus, who gives everything back. And he's thinking, I've stolen so much from everybody and property. And the Lord says to this Afghan Taliban warlord who's come to Christ, give it back. He goes all the way to Kabul where these people have run away from him, spends days looking for them, finds them, and gives the property back to them. It's a big story in that town. Amazing. Because Jesus is alive and whoever comes to him, even a Taliban warlord. Will you pray that more people like that will meet Jesus Christ and believe in him? And uh, yeah, you can get excited if you want to. Uh, <laughs> um, God is working in incredible ways. This is Ziba. If you bring that picture up of Ziba, a very simple story in, in many ways. But, uh, you know, in, in Iran, women are worth half the value of a man in Islam. Their witness, in, their legally, their witness in course court is half the value of a man. There are all sorts of things about the oppression and the suffering, the abuse. And she was married and it was a very hard life for her. And the stories are, are painful. She was under so much oppression, she became severely depressed. Her husband had given up on her. One day she was watching a Christian TV, uh, she was watching TV, came across a Christian TV program, loved it, watched it that day, watched it the second day, the third day, the fourth day, the fifth day, the sixth day, and then the seventh day, something in her, she just knelt in front of that TV and gave her life to Christ. And something changed. She, like Astrid, the Lord met her. Her husband, a few days later, said, what's happened to you? She said, I don't know. I just sat in front of the TV. I actually knelt and said, Jesus, come into my life. And everything changed. He says, oh. Does that mean that you're a Christian now? She said, I don't know. And he says, uh, well, um, if it changed you that much, do you think it will change me? She says, I don't know. You can try. So he said, how do I do it? And she's this person who's never met a Christian before says, why don't you just pray to Jesus like I did? So together, they pray to Jesus. And they've grown in their faith now. We've been connected with them. She actually came to one of our women's conferences a few weeks ago. She's become a powerful evangelist for the Lord because she's met Jesus Christ. Whoever comes, whoever believes in me, I will give life. He has given life to this brother in Afghanistan, to Ziba, so many others. I'll show you this picture of uh, a guy called Mehdi. If, uh, no, we'll go to the next story. Um, go to one couple more. This is a great story, but I don't have time for this one. Uh, this is even this is a continuation of that great story. But um, <laughs> we'll go to uh, um, to this next story. This is a guy called Mehdi. Mehdi was a refugee in Iran, in Turkey. Broken life. His wife had left him. He's taken his three kids away. Comes to know Jesus. He is he is a simple brother. I saw him at a conference. He'd given his life to Christ. And I thought, okay, well, I'm happy he's a Christian. I, I couldn't see how God would use this man. He came to one of our training conferences, started participating in a new church. He loved the Lord, and he would listen to Jesus because he knew that he'd met a risen Jesus. And so he's on the welcome team of this church meeting, he was responsible for welcome. There was about 20 people in the room. A new family come in. You can see the next picture. 
um, this man and his wife and kids. They come into the church, and they sit down, and everybody's sitting down. There's some worship going on, and Matthew's standing there just sort of observing everything, and he feels the Lord say to him, go and tell this family to sit down and enjoy the rest of the service. And he says, Lord, they are sitting down. Can you not see that they're sitting down? And the Lord says, I just do what I tell you to do. <laughs> and so he does, because he knows he's met the risen Christ. He'll go and he goes and he says, as they're sitting down, he just goes around from the back and says, brother, um, the Lord says to you, sit down and enjoy the rest of the service. And he goes back. He has no idea what, why he had to do that. A year later, this is Muhammad, Muhammad and Minu are giving their testimony in the church. And they say, we had come to church that first time, and we were sitting down, and my son and I looked at each other and thought, what are these crazy Christians doing? They're singing, and they're doing all this stuff, and we thought, let's just get up. I, he said, I literally turned to my son and said, let's get up and go. As I was about to stand up, somebody's hands came on my shoulder and said, the Lord says, sit down, enjoy the rest of the service. <laughs> Praise God, yeah. Whoever comes, and even if you don't want to stay, sometimes the Lord says, stay. Whoever you are, I've got some business with you. Muhammad and Minu have now been uh, our, our key leaders. They are overseeing about 200 people who have come to faith in Iran, about 10 house churches. It's a beautiful story. I was at a church uh, in Antalya where we saw that training video and I was speaking in the church and at the end, five people came to faith. You see that the next picture of family here. This whole family came to faith that day. Broken story. Again, somebody you'd never expect. So I said to Muhammad and Minu, would you disciple these people? I was there four or five weeks later. We went evangelism with the students and people who were training. And then if you see the next picture, I saw, this was four weeks later, that same family too, the father and the son, went out evangelism with those people, with the students, to tell other people about Jesus. Why? Because they have met Jesus Christ, whoever they are. They've met him, and they want to go and tell other people about Jesus. It's a simple, it's a simple message, my friends. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. He invites everybody, whoever comes. And then the final thing is, even in situations that seem totally impossible, completely over, Jesus can work and bring life where there's death, bring hope where it seems impossible, bring dancing instead of mourning. And we're seeing that also. You have this amazing story where they've had this conversation, Jesus and Mary and Martha, and then they go to the tomb. And Jesus says, let's go. He's cried. He's wept. He's moved. And now they're standing at the tomb. Everybody's mourning. And then Jesus says, move the stone. And Martha says, Jesus, not a good idea. Not a good idea. He's been dead for four days. It's going to smell. Let's just leave this alone. Let's move on. 
And Jesus says, move the stone away. And Lazarus comes back to life. You know, sometimes we don't want to go into those hard places because we say, Lord, it might be too messy to ask you to to start dealing with this. The smell, the stench is just going to be too much. And we can't quite see how Jesus will bring something beautiful out of this story. But he does. Yesterday we showed a story, a beautiful video of Farshid after five years in prison. His father had disowned him. His mother had said to him, I will never let you in my house again. After he'd become a Christian and witnessed and actually led his sister to Christ, she said, I've taken the love out of my heart and thrown it into the sea. It's finished. He goes to prison. And then, while he's in prison, the living Jesus begins to work. His mother takes that New Testament that Farshid had given him, starts to read it, and says, Jesus, Farshid said, I can open my heart to you, and she does. His father does the same thing. Fifteen days after he was let out of prison, he led his parents to Christ. He prayed with them. And just last August, he was able to baptize his parents. I was there on that glorious day. My friends, Jesus is the resurrection and the life. His resurrection life is available to whoever. And even in situations that seem dead and buried, he can bring his life. He can make something beautiful because he is life itself. So for you as a church, I want to say, first of all, thank you for standing with us for helping us take this word and to give it to people, to train leaders like Farshid, like Amir Hussein and Bahar, like Astrian and her husband Kambiz, to go and to preach and to tell people that Jesus is alive. Thank you for standing with us and for doing that. Uh, this is our work together. This is not something we could do on our own. And then God in his wonderful way brings us together so that we can advance his kingdom. But for you, I want to say this. As I was praying for your church and for you as individuals and your communities, I really felt that the Lord would say, well done for loving him with all your mind. But he also wants a new season for you to encounter the power of the living God. He is alive. You have not just come to an ideology, a good better way of living because the forefathers lived that way and we have a great country. You've come to Jesus Christ, the resurrection and the life. And that's why Paul says, oh, that I would know him, the power of the resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. My friends, pursue Jesus Christ, the resurrection and the life, and allow him to speak to you, pursue his word, eat his word, as Amir Hussein was saying, eat it, not just once in a while, eat it and, and know him. You have been invited into an intimate relationship with the living God. And as you do that, 
this living God will open doors, will do incredible things in this community. Stories that you think, oh, that's wonderful, that's amazing. I'm praying the same thing would happen right here in and through you. As I close, I want to ask you to think, you know, is there anything that the Lord wants you to do in response right now? Is there anything that you want to say, Lord, I invite you to bring resurrection power into my life, into this situation that I feel was completely dead, is completely dead. Or maybe you're here for the first time, you're not a believer, I know that there's pastors here, I would be happy to talk to you, but there's great leaders and pastors here who would love to talk to you and help you make that decision to follow Christ yourself. As we close, I want to show you a video of a baptism service, the same baptism service that Farshid baptized his parents. There were about 180 people altogether who were baptized. These are Iranians and some Afghans who found Jesus. They know he is alive. They've given their life to him. And you can see in the baptism the joy and the passion they have for this living Jesus. So may you be blessed as you watch that. And then as you do, just consider what the Lord would have you do in response to this message. God bless you all. Thank you so much. Thank you.